so good. I just, you know, even through all of that, God's, I could see God's handiwork. And I'm just thankful that even in the hard, he's with us. And he never leaves us. And his kindness is so good. Um, I just want to testify of his kindness because I went to pick my parents up this week at the airport and it's a long drive there and back and on my way back is when I drove into where Jubilee had cut her knee and it happened in a matter of like maybe under five minutes of it happening to me driving into that location and it could have been really far away and so I was very thankful for his kindness that he just drew me right to the right spot at the right time to be very real and in there for her and it's just nice when he's so kind to us even when things that go bad and things are hard in the world you know that his kindness is still evident and I'm just so thankful that he's present I'm so thankful that he's real and he's a good father to us and so I, I'm, I'm excited for the word I did feel that a little bit like okay there must be something good God wants to bring today so I hope that it stirs your curiosity for the word how many of you have been curious for the word of God recently just really hungry saying god what is it that you what is your way what are you doing what are you speaking what can i learn about and and to know you more and so i just encourage you just put your hand on your heart and ask god to stir that space of curiosity god we do we just are so curious about you we want to know you more I just thank you, God, for your kindness and your goodness to us. We just love you, God. And we just thank you for meeting with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, the, the message title is Influence. And really about like what influences you. And so I want to give you the definition of influence. And it's the capacity or power of person or things to be a compelling force on you or produce effects on your actions, behaviors, or opinions. How many of you have someone of influence in your life? One, two, three. Every single one of you, we're all influence, regardless if we think we are or not, we're influence. So what influences you? Um, How many of you have ever watched TV late at night and there's a McDonald's commercial, a Big Mac or fries and the picture looks at, and you just like somehow manage to get out of your bed, into your car and drive to get it? None of you? Oh, you guys, come on. Okay, fine. A Taco Bell burrito? I mean, you didn't go late tonight. They are open late. There's like sometimes, or you call Uber Eats, you didn't even have to get out of bed. I'm just saying, like, there's like, they they do that to lure you, to influence you. You weren't even thinking about something to eat, and now you're like, I'm so hungry, and I can't make it all night without food. None of you have had that experience. Well, you guys are okay, thank you. Gladys, thank you. You, oh, she raids her refrigerator. She doesn't, she doesn't Uber Eat or anything. She's just like, what's inside my refrigerator? How about in TV or movies? Have you ever been influenced by something like that where you're watching it and it influences you? I know like a long time ago, I was into watching like crime scene shows and a pastor preached and he was talking about those kinds of shows and how they glorify death and how we shouldn't be glorified with death, but we should be glorified with life. And, and his influence on my heart in that moment changed my viewpoint of, of watching shows like that. Because sometimes we watch things without intent. We watch things without like thinking that they have the ability to influence us. You, start, you can even start mimicking and thinking the way that they're introducing to you different things. Um, how about music? Has that ever influenced your world? Ever had a bad day and you put a song and it makes you feel better? It's influencing your feelings. It's influencing your, your world. For me, I've been listening to a song called God is More Than Able. And I, that has been on repeat probably for the last few weeks. And I was thinking about it for me like that it's actually the impact of influence that I am rehearsing to myself that God is more than able. No matter what I'm looking at, that he's not done with me yet. That's one of the words of the song. That he's more than able. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? See, I have it in me now. How you guys could sing the alphabet song. You were influenced to sing an alphabet song at one point. I mean, sometimes you just start a, a little jingle and you can finish it. I, 
I, we were in the car the other day. My kids said a whole jingle. And I was like, okay, everyone has to quote a Bible verse. If you can memorize a whole jingle, you can tell me a Bible verse right now. They're all like, mom. And I was like, and not Jesus wept. That's, uh, that's not allowed. We all know you know it. Because there's things that influence us. Um, how about social media? How many, anybody on Instagram, Facebook? Come on, own it, I am. They, they are influencing you. There's actually a business through Amazon that you can become an influencer on social media. Like you can actually be paid to influence people. I bought a hairbrush the other day because someone told me how good it was on Instagram on one of their stories. She raved about it enough that I actually clicked and bought a hairbrush that was kind of pricey because I was like, I got to try this hairbrush if it's that good. Have you bought in anything because you were influenced to buy it? And maybe it isn't on Instagram, but you can be influenced to buy things lots of different ways. I know I'm, I have to really guard. There are some really powerful influencers on social media that will influence you to buy things that you didn't even know you wanted until you started watching them. And you're like, now I need that. Wait, I don't even know why I need that, but I need that. I mean, like there is like a, a thriving market on social media that is influencing people. Um, how about a book? How many of you guys know how to lay a baby down to go to sleep? Did you lay them on their back or on their stomach? With blankets, without blankets. I mean, that's a trending thought. Like, I mean, what what you learned and now you could read a book nowadays, a parenting book that tell you exactly what you did was so wrong. And you'd be like, I could have killed my baby, but you didn't. Like, I mean, just like, I'm just saying like there is influences. That's just a, a small space with books. Books can influence you in so many ways that it's like unreal because of what you're allowing to be in front of you and, and adapting your opinion, adapting your belief, adapting what you're thinking or your behaviors, news and government. Is it actually stirring your faith or fear when you're watching it? Is it influencing you to be afraid for your future? Is what you're watching in the news making you think about how terrible everything is or how good God is? I'm just saying, like, you got to, like, start paying attention to what's influencing you. Have you considered? How about podcasts? You can listen to about anything in any area on a podcast. Are you spending hours listening and creating an environment that's actually adapted to you? Where you're listening based on what you want to hear instead of the true word of God. Sometimes we find people we want to hear. We want to listen to those because they actually are telling us what we want to know and want to hear, but we're not actually taking into consideration, well, what do they actually believe? Are they biblical-based? Are they actually living a spirit-filled life? And, and, and I'm listening to them because of that or because I really want to know what they have to say and I just want to hear what they have to say because it sounds good. Like those are influences in our lives. How about sports and celebrities? They can influence us. I want the next new pair of Air Jordans. Well, huh? Like because Michael Jordan a long time ago lived on, and, and I mean, he's still alive, but he was a basketball player and now I want his shoes because I'm just saying like, it doesn't matter who you are. How about like the best new tool out there? How many of you guys got caught in buying that? Just, and how many of it just sits in that garage of yours and never gets touched? I mean, I'm, I'm not pointing any fingers. I do use the hairbrush. I'm just saying. How about in school? Like, it, literally, the, the, uh, what is happening in our school systems with the influence of wisdom and knowledge and revelation that's going in? How much of our world is being influenced in the school system? I know for me... Like there was a time when uh, sometimes we don't even pay attention. We just enjoy whatever we're doing. And we just listen to whatever it is because we enjoy it and it sounds good or whatever. And sometimes we, 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 we start here and it grows into this and then we watch this show and, and then this show is trending and we watch that show and, and then this thing is trending and so we start watching that and we, we, we've come a long way in the pathway. And at one point I was... Watching TV, and it was like in a season where I watched a lot of TV, because I don't have TV anymore. And sometimes we're just so blind to the influences of things. 
And I remember watching a show that was a trending show back then. And it, well, I mean, it was, it had bad things and you just are like, yeah, I know it's got this bad part, but it's so good over here. Anybody do that? I I can pass over this like real bad scene because it's so good on the, I mean, this is such a good show. And I was watching it, and I couldn't wait till the next week to watch it. And I remember the Lord speaking to me while I was getting ready one morning. He says, if you continue to watch that show, you'll lose your marriage. And it awoken, and it arrested my heart. And I thought, I'm never watching that show again. Because of the influence of the show. And what it would do to my heart and my mind and make me think something. I remember watching a show and they were like, it just seemed perfect. Like their lives were perfect. And, and I started looking at Romero at that time and being like, you're not so perfect. And why don't you take me on these adventures? And it was starting to influence my heart towards him because of what they were doing. And like a few years later, they were divorced. So their perfect world that I was in being influenced by wasn't so perfect and so real. And that's even on social media when you're just flipping and, and watching one thing after the next, after the next. You lay in bed and you keep scrolling. Oh, well, they're doing that and they're doing that. And, and we keep letting things influence us. But what is it affecting? You're buying. What you're spending money on. Well, I want the next cool thing. Is it affecting what your desires are. Like, oh, I didn't even know I wanted that hairbrush until she showed it to me. I didn't know what I was missing. You know, like, and I, like now my desires are for a hairbrush that, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, we can get caught. Oh, I mean, the Stanley Cup is, like, the new trending thing for, like, girls now. And I'm like, well, I don't even like those cups, but I want one. Like, why do I even want that? I would never use it. Like, I'm just saying, like, we, what we buy can be affected, our thoughts can be affected to the negative or the positive. Like we can be all of a sudden like watching stuff. Oh my gosh, now I'm on this trail of this rabbit trail of this person that said this. And now I, I don't know. Everything in my world is not right because of what they said. Because you were listening and giving your attention to something. How about, um, how about your faith? How about that being affected by who's influencing you? People that, that look like Christians, but are not. And you're paying attention to them and you're watching them and they're, they're slowly leading you astray. Are you, a t- are you is your attention to whom influences you? Because everyone is influenced and you're an influencer. And what it influences is your home. Because when I'm influenced, my children are influenced. And when I'm influenced, my money's influenced to do this way or go that way. How about the, your friends? Well, now, now you definitely need one because I have one and you can influence your friends. How about your church? And the things that you believe and that's influencing the people that you're sitting next to. Look at them and think, I actually have influence in this room. By, by me showing up to church, I'm bringing an influence. I'm faithful, and faithfulness is important. And when I'm not here, what is that speaking to people? Like, that's an influence. How about the stranger on the street that's seeing you? Are you influencing them when you're just like, oh, I'm not in church, and there's no one I know here, so I can just yell at my kids real nasty, because they're being bad, and you're, in, you're creating a space of influence, in our world, we can influence. In the random moments of life, we bring influence and we can be influenced. Are you aware of who's influencing you? Are you aware of what they believe? Have you considered what they believe? See, all of a sudden, I'm on Instagram and I'm watching like these people that are um, influencers. And I get caught in it too. I'm, I don't deny it. And this lady said, well, we're doing this $1,000 giveaway. And I was like, I could, I could use a lot. I could do a lot with $1,000. Just follow four of my friends and me, and you're entered in. And you click, 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 click. I'll follow all of them. And I, all of a sudden, the Lord arrested my heart again and was like, but do you even know who they are and what they stand for? Because now you're going to give your attention to them to some degree. 
And then they might have influence in your life that would take you astray. Did you consider, is that $1,000 possible winning worth this? Like, are we considering who we allow in that circle of influence? Have you considered their power in your life? How easy it is to just click on the next Netflix video, movie, and go on and on and indulge in things that are influencing you in your life. Are you paying attention to the power it might have? Have you considered it? Have you considered the cost of the influence? Where I'm living a life of faith and I'm believing and then all of a sudden I turn something on and now I'm so afraid that I'm not going to feed my children and we're going to die and this is going to happen like all of a sudden. Like we just have these moments where we allow influence in and we don't stand a guard and say, hold up, wait a minute. That's not what I believe. That's not where I'm living at. That's not what I'm, that's not the truth of the word of God. Have you considered who is your greatest influence? In Matthew 4.19, it says, Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Our greatest influence, influence should be Jesus, should be the word of God in our lives. And I want to take you into a story of 2 Chronicles 32. And it's a time when Hezekiah was the king and he there was a lot of kingdoms at that time in, in, the, in the world. In the world, and the people were flesh like you, and they were inside like a town. Let's just think about all of Warrath County being surrounded by a wall, and people lived and did life inside the town. There was water in the town. There was things happening. There was someone ruling over that area. And so they're all in this place in, in Judah and Jerusalem. And so he had heard that the king of Assyria was going to come and attack the people. And so just think about that. Like all of a sudden you hear like something's going to happen. And so King Hezekiah said, he spoke to them and encouraged them. He said, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the hordes that are with him. That's a lot. A horde is a lot, just so you know. It says, with him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and fight our battles. And the people took confidence in the words of Hezekiah, the king of Judah. And so they're in this, in this space, and the enemy is trying to lurk and be present and, and, and say something. And sometimes in our lives, we all of a sudden feel surrounded by a horde of, of Assyrians, <laughs> People that are going to come and try to rob us of our lives and, and rob us. And, and so the king is saying, and your king Jesus is saying, hey, be strong and courageous. Don't fear because I got you. So just like this king Hezekiah said that to them, he was speaking a word of encouragement. But the enemy came in and decided, hey, I'm going to speak something different. And sometimes we hear the word of the Lord on Sunday and we walk out the door, and the next thing you know, the enemy's right here. Social media is right there. The TV's saying and blasting this. The, your friends are saying this. The enemy can look a lot of different ways. And in verse 10, I'm going to start. It says, thus says Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, what are you trusting that you endure the siege of Jerusalem? So he started questioning their trust in the Lord. Is the people that are influencing your life questioning your trust in God? Are they promoting your trust in God? And then in verse 11, it says, Is not Hezekiah misleading you that he may give you over and die by famine or by thirst when he tells you the Lord our God will deliver us from the hand of the king of Assyria? So he comes in and he's speaking and stirring doubt. How many times does the voice of the enemy sound like doubt in your ear? Well, God said this, but... But, but what if we were to die? And he did. He points all these possibilities of what ifs. How many times does the enemy tell you all about the what ifs? Well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if we die? And what if there's no food in the store? And what if we run out of toilet paper? You know, like all the different what ifs. There's all those things. So the enemy's coming in and it's just a, a, a blasting, a spirit of influence to say, hey, Doubt, unbelief. And so in verse 12, he, he didn't stop either. He kept going. It says, 
Has not this same Hezekiah taken away the high places and his, his altars and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, before one altar you shall worship, and on it you shall burn your sacrifices? And he's basically saying, look, all the other people in our culture have more than one gods. Like, what's wrong with you? Have you heard that from the culture of today? Well, there's definitely, you know, God, but then there's the other gods of the world, like crystals and this and that and the things. And I mean, how could you just serve one? I mean, don't you think that pastor up there telling you that is kind of, kind of like, you know, a little off? I mean, there is more. And we get influenced by that. And we start listening to people's testimonies of what their God had, has done, which he didn't do anything because he isn't anything but an idol. And people serve these idols in our land today. This is not something from far off in, in Bible time. There are idols of today. I'm sorry, you can walk even in our county and find, just go into a nail salon and there's an idol, a cast idol of a, a little thing sitting there. It's not far away. It's not in a foreign land. It's in this present land. And, the, and that's the reality. They'll be like, yes, your God can do a lot, but ours can too. Can't we just have it all? Is that influencing? And that culture of today's world, influencing your heart to say, well, God, is, God can, or, or maybe medicine, or science, or this or that. I'm just saying, we serve the mighty God. And he should have the greatest influence in your life. And he is the one true God. I'm going to say that again because there should be a roar in our house because he is the one true God. He is. He is the one thing. The one God that can do it all. In verse 13, he continues. He didn't even stop there and he continued. And he said, do you not know that I and my fathers have done all the have like done away with all the peoples of other lands that their gods of their nation of those lands at all were able to deliver them out of my hand and he lied to them the influences that lie to us today that say something that well i am stronger and that didn't happen did you know it didn't happen for them so it probably won't happen for me how come we're so easy to be influenced in that Well, if God didn't heal that person, then he probably won't heal me. Instead of, uh, God is healer and he will heal me. But we can really be influenced by that, by our experience. Is your experience influencing you and what the Bible says? Our history, he's saying, hey, the history of all the other lands is they just, you know, we took them all out, so we'll probably take you out too. Comparing the God you serve to the idols of the land, there is no comparison. And he was trying to do anything and everything to lead them, and he kept going, and he kept going. And on verse 15, at the end of it, it says, how much less will your God deliver you out of my hand? How pride and arrogant he was. See, he was rivaling their faith. What rivals your faith? What speaks against your faith and your belief in God? You shouldn't even give it a time, the time of day. You shouldn't even listen to something that rivals your faith. No, my faith is secure in the rock. My faith is planted in the kingdom. It will not be moved. I am immovable in this. When, when, when you come to places that the word of God said, you should be immovable. If he said it, he'll do it. I'm immovable. You can't move me from that position. I trust him. I'm not going to be moved. And the thing is, is the enemy just kept going and he wanted influence. And so he actually wrote letters. And he sent them to the king. You know what happens when you get a letter? You can read it again. And again. And again. And sometimes we do that. We rehearse again and again and again. All the doubts and the fears and all the things. And we find things to actually uh, actually create even a bigger space of doubt and fear we'll listen to this and then we go to that oh that agrees too so we pocket it and then that agrees and we pocket it and we let the enemy just wreak havoc by again and again rehearsing what the enemy said and it says and they shouted with a loud voice in the language of judah so they're outside the wall and they're shouting in their language the enemy knows how to talk to you He knows exactly how you listen. He's aware of your language. 
the way you talk, what would lure you and entice you. He is aware of that. And that's exactly what he did. So he could cause them to have fear and be terrified. So who's the loudest voice in your world? The enemy knew how to speak the native tongue, but you have a kingdom language. Isn't that powerful? That you don't got to use your English or whatever it is, that you can go in the heavenly language and just take a step up, that God didn't create a space for the enemy to speak to you and how you need to be spoken to, but he can, you can take it and say, hey, I got something higher than this. Because when I speak in tongues, it's going straight to the throne room. And there isn't any adapting. There isn't me involved. It's the kingdom. And he's giving you that authority. It says that he's giving you the power of the Holy Spirit. And influence is the capacity and power he's applied the power in your life to have influence so in verse 20 when all this was happening and the the king the the influence of king on the king and on the people were happening it says then hezekiah the king and and isaiah the prophet the son of amen prayed because of this, and they cried to heaven. And I want to read you verse Isaiah verse 37, chapter 37, sorry. You can turn in your Bibles if you want. It says, when Hezekiah received the letters from the land of the messengers, and they read it. The point of this is to hear that immediately, this was their, his response. That Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord And spread it before the Lord. So he took the word of the enemy and the influence of the enemy and he laid it before the Lord. And I thought it was interesting when Pastor Ruth prayed that and said, you need to take your situation and lay it before the Lord. And you need to inquire of the Lord what to do. And we live in a land of influence, but Christ Jesus needs to be the greatest influence in your life. And how is that possible except that you would come to him and inquire of the Lord? This is my situation at my household. What do I do? This is what I'm hearing in our world. What do I do? And he inquired of the Lord and he sought the Lord and he desired to know what the Lord was going to do. Because you know what happens with us? Well, we do what we used to do. We do what our parents did. We do what culture is saying to do. We get so adapted by the world and the patterns of this world. And he's saying, break free from that. You need to inquire of the Lord in every moment and everything that you do. There isn't an option anymore. See, you can live on the faith of yesterday, but he said, I have fresh manna for you today. And everyone in that camp that got fresh manna was everyone. That means there's fresh manna for you today. There's a word of the Lord for you today. When you're raising your children, it's today that you need the manna. Well, God, I need to know what to do with them today. Because yesterday they couldn't sleep on their backs, and today, and the day before that they couldn't sleep on their stomachs. But so I need to know, how do I raise my children today? And you need to seek his counsel and inquire of the Lord. It takes you to humble yourself. Because if we don't humble ourselves and inquire of the Lord, then we do it our way. Well, I hope it works out. I mean, they might come back and hate me someday, but oh well. We can't be so nonchalant about our lives and what God is doing in our lives and where we're going in our jobs and our focus. We have to be intentional because we carry influence. You are influenced, but you are an influencer. And your children and your job community and your family needs you to have the influence of the Holy Spirit moment by moment by moment. There isn't an option anymore. In today's world, we need to be hearing the voice of the Lord and doing. And that's what they said. This is what happened is that he, the Lord spoke. Isaiah 37 verse 33. It says, therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. So if God did it before He'll do it again. So when you say, God, I'm laying before you this situation on how to raise my kid because they're acting all cray-cray and I don't know what to do with them. And you lay that before the Lord because sometimes they do that 
Sometimes I do that, and I have to challenge myself. Like, I need to adapt this space. <laughs> Lay it before the Lord. He'll speak. He can send a prophet to speak to you, and you have the Holy Spirit that can speak the word of the Lord. He says, and, and, it shall not come into, and he shall not come into this land, or shoot an arrow there, or come before it with shield, or cast up siege mount against it. By the way he came, by the same he shall return, and he shall not come into this city, declares the Lord, for I will defend this city and save it for my own sake and the sake of the servant David. And that night, God sent an angel into that horde, and 186,000 of them died. Isn't that interesting, Pastor Ruth prayed, that the angel would come into your situation and bring an answer? And I'm bringing the word that I can show you the picture of what he does. Because if he did it for those people, how much more can he do it for you? That's not just empty words. That's just not empty thoughts. Like, well, maybe. It's a stance saying, oh, God, I need you to speak to me in this hour. There has to be an, a rising of your influence in your family to say, I hear God. And this is what God is saying. This is what God says to the enemy. This is what God is going to say to the people coming after my life. This is what God is going to do in my family. And I stand secure in his word because I know he's spoken to me. Have you asked him specifically, God, I need a word from the Lord. Have you inquired and sought the Lord? If you go through all of the kings, you know what they did when they came into battles? Uh, We need to seek the Lord and see what he says to do. He said, now I don't want you to move until you hear the rumbling on the bushes. Now I want you to send the praisers out in front and do that this time. He never did it all the same. So when I'm parenting and you're parenting, it might look different because God knows how their hearts work and my heart works. I mean, what your situation is might look different, but God is the same God and he's going to speak to us. We have to be hearing and attentive to what the Lord is saying. You can't just assume you already know. It gets you into a big pickle. You can't let your feelings dictate what you, know, what you feel in that moment. A few weeks ago, I was walking with Callie through something, and my feelings felt like a, a big crazy pile of madness and this and that. And I just had to sit before the Lord and say, God, I need your direction in this because I don't want my feelings and what I'm like dealing with myself to dictate her response because it's got to be you. And sometimes we have to just eliminate ourselves in the situation with a coworker, with our, in our marriage, in our raising of our kids, in our society and say, I'm eliminating me. God, what is it that you want to do through me? Because he's the one that knows the hearts of man. He's the one that can turn the sea and open it. He can do things that that you might say, whoa, I didn't know God could do that. I want to be wowed by God like that. I want to look at the situation and be like, whoa, God did that? Like, that's cool. I didn't even know he even cared that much about that. You know, he cares. It takes you to be obedient. It takes you to have humility to say, I want to do this God's way. I want to live day in and day out doing it God's way. And when Jesus said to to his disciples, I want you to follow me. Do you know that the king of kings, when he walked on the earth, this is what he said in John 5, 19. It says, so Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son of man can do nothing on his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. And for whatever the father does, the son does likewise. That is our, like, should be our very response. If Jesus's response was like, I have to know what the father's doing before I do it, then I need to seek the Lord in whatever I'm doing. If I'm buying a car, if I'm like going to make a move, if I'm going to transition jobs, well, I got to know what the father's doing. I got to see what he's doing because I want to do what he's doing. Because whatever he's doing is what I should be doing. Are you attentive to his influence in your life? Are you just like, well, maybe it's just on the big things. Sometimes we just get into the big land of big things and the big, big ideas. And we don't bring it down to like everyday moment by moment. 
that he wants to speak to you. He wants to, to directly speak to you about specific things. He also said in John twelve forty nine, it says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me, he has himself given me a command. What I say and what to speak. What to say and what to speak. Even Jesus didn't say things without his Father's authority. Without, without God saying, you should say this and do this. Are you checking in with Jesus and saying, well, what should I say and what should I do in this situation? On every situation? What should I say and what should I do here? How many times do you question what you're doing? Do you check in with him and say, well, what would you do about this? What would you say about this? What should I do? What should I say about this? Because there's kingdom purposes. There's things that, that are kingdom happenings. We have to have a, a response that's like kingdom-minded and important because we do carry influence. We do. We carry great influence. Like You probably don't even know who you directly influence. For me, like the beginning of this year, I was like, oh, I want to climb a mountain. I know, it's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> I was like, I really want to do that. I don't know why. And I, I, I honestly can't be like, oh, the Lord told me, go climb a mountain. Like, I don't really remember him saying that, but he stirred my heart. Enough to me saying, I really want to do this. Enough to me saying to my kids, I think I want to climb a mountain this year. And they're like, well, you can't do it alone. I was like, why? I know why. You should never climb anything alone. Um, to the fact that, like, through the course of me wanting to do something, I had five people join me. And some of them I didn't even invite. They just were like, well, I want to do it if you're doing it. We have influence in things that we don't even know we're going to carry influence in. Do you understand the influence you have in people's lives? Sometimes the people that have, the, have like such powerful influence, you can have such powerful influence by what you say. I just heard a story about a, a woman, and she was in school, and she, she was struggling, and her teacher brought her out in the hall and says, Dear sweet girl, I know you're dumb, but your looks will get you far. So don't worry. Like, you'll get a long ways with your looks. You'll get a good husband to take care of you. That voice resonated into her life. And we all think, well, that's the dumbest thing someone could have said, you know. But what if it was said to you? And sometimes we have a resilience against stuff like that. But sometimes we actually, how many things do you actually sit and you meditate on and think about that somebody said about you that said that it was contrary to the word of God? Or that just was downright mean. And then you live in that. The influence that like you sometimes you never know. Like there's people that I know this girl, she's on the mission field because someone spoke a word over her life. And his influence of being on the mission influenced her. So we can have influence a lot of different ways. And then like you don't even sometimes understand the, 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 what you carry as an influencer, because sometimes we just live and we don't consider. And I'm trying to like really hit you home in the thought of like, okay, if, I, if Jesus didn't do anything but what the Father did and said, then I need to exam- exemplify that. And how many times we can just go off of our own feelings and say stuff. And I'm just challenging you like to remember. Because someone might have to wage war against the words that you spoke over them. To like take note in that, mom, would you mind in my purse getting my phone for me? I forgot to bring it up here. The kingdom is, those two things should influence us in such a way that it influences our love, our obedience, our thoughts our wisdom, our desires, our salvation. I want to play something for you because I think sometimes we don't really recognize the influence that we carry. But I think this is like a powerful um, video. Sorry. 
I'm sorry, I've got to, I'm trying to find it. Okay, I think this is it. I'm still editor at a newspaper in Chicago. I was packing up to go home one day, and I felt the Holy Spirit in a very specific way nudging me to go into the business office of the newspaper and invite my atheist friend to come to Easter services at our church. So I went up to him. I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing great. I said, you know, Easter's coming up. It's a struggle. You know I'm an atheist. I don't observe Easter. But Easter's when we remember the resurrection of Jesus. He said, well, he wasn't resurrected. I said, well, actually, there's good evidence he was. He looked at me and said, I don't want to go to your stupid church. I went out and I thought, what was that all about? Why did I feel so specifically compelled to go and invite him to Easter services, talk about the resurrection? I shared the gospel with him and he just shut me down. And I'm telling you, this bothered me for years because to this day, he's an atheist. Four years later, by then I'm a pastor and a guy came up to me at church one day and he said, can I shake your hand and thank you for the spiritual influence you've had on my life? I said, it's real life, but who are you? So let me tell you my story. He said, one day, not long before Easter, I was in the business office of the newspaper. I was on my hands and knees working on the tile on the floor behind a big desk and you walked in. I didn't even think you knew I was there. So I talked to this guy about God and you started talking about the evidence for the resurrection and you started inviting him to church and this guy was shutting you down but i'm on my hands and knees listening to all this stuff and my heart's beating fast and i'm thinking i need god as soon as you left i called my wife i said we're going to church this easter she said what i said yeah he said we came to your church at easter i came to faith my wife came to faith and our teenage son came to faith i just want to thank you sometimes the influences that we have we don't actually see but we actually carry influence When you serve God and you love God and you live for God and you're actually listening to the nudges of the Holy Spirit and being obedient when you hear him because it's not just hearing, it's obeying. You don't know the influence that you might carry in someone's world to think like a, a father, a, a wife, and a son got saved and, that what, and what he went in to have the influence to be wasn't it at all. Because that's the God you serve. Sometimes it's, so, it's, a, it's a mystery serving God. But all you are required to do is hear and obey. That's all. Just to be obedient, to say, yes, I will. There are places that you carry spiritual influence. That you carry kingdom influence. When Jesus came to the earth, he says, that, tell everyone that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You carry the kingdom and we have to change the world. Jesus should be the greatest influence in your life. That means that the time that you spend on everything else should be less than the time that you have with him. He should always be on the forefront of your mind. He should always be present in your home, in your conversation, in what you're doing, and what you're thinking, and how you're going to do this, and what you're going to do about that. Regardless if it's just vacation, or it's a business deal, or, if, or it's what to do in this situation or that situation. But he should be the one that is the greatest influence in your life. And his word should carry weight. And you should partner with the prophetic word, like Pastor Ruth preached a few weeks ago. Partnering with the prophetic word of God that says, this is what God is saying, and this is what we must do. We partner with all the other things, but we have to drop those partners off and and we need to pick up the word of God and say, this is what I'm partnering with. This is what I'm believing. This is what my my steadfast anchor is held to. Because this is what we need. Because following Jesus is movement. It is not a dead action. It is a movement. To follow, like if if you wanted to see, I could put someone up here and we could, it's a moving to follow its movement. And if you stop following, you become a block. Maybe even a stumbling block for someone else. So you need to be in action and movement in your following of Jesus. To whom will you give your attention? Will it be for kingdom impact? To change the world? For salvation? To have influence in your home? Maybe, maybe, would you just stand? Maybe in your mind, there is a letter that's been written about all the things that the enemy would love to tell you. 
against you. What he's come and said, and it's written. And maybe it's time that you need to lay it before the Lord and say, God, I want to inquire of you now. What should we do? Because this is what I believe. And what he has said and where he's trying to influence me is different. And I don't want to be led by somebody that doesn't know the word. It's important that we would just be so passionate and zealous to hear God today. Maybe in that situation, you do need to say, God, what are you exactly saying that I should do? Because this situation seems like there's a horde of thousands of people surrounding my situation and there's no way out. But God says there's a way that I can make a way in the desert. I can make a way where there's no way. I can turn and shift and move heaven and earth on your behalf. There is nothing too difficult for me. That's the word of the Lord. He's speaking that to you in your situation. And you might maybe this morning just like there's an opportunity for you to come and say, God, I'm laying this, this, uh, these, this, this influence of the enemy down and I want to inquire of you, what should I do? And maybe the Lord has spoken to you about doing something and you've been in delay. Maybe he said, hey, I want you to do this and you just push it off and be like, eh, I like my way better. It's really easy to get into that. And maybe it's time to lay that before the Lord and say, God, I'm going to obey. I choose to obey. Maybe it is a, a, a repentive moment and saying, I repent, God, for doing it my way when I want to do it your way. The altar is open this morning. There's space for you to inquire of the Lord. It it might be the greatest moment of your life because God could reveal something to you that will set you free. That you could hold on to. If that's you this morning, come. There will be people that can pray over you. There is a prophetic voice in the house that can prophesy. Because Hezekiah did bring the prophet Isaiah with him. said, hey, let's pray together. So if there, the altar ministry people would like to come up and, and be willing to pray. We can't go another hour without knowing what the Lord is saying. It's imperative. It's so vital and so important. God, we want to hear your voice this morning. Come, come up to the altar this morning. The altar is open. I just heard the Lord say, come my people, come to me, I love you.
Put your hand in your heart this morning. Let the Lord just seal his word in. You are an influencer. You can change people's lives by what you say and what you do. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in his favor today.